Welcome to the Human Navigation Skills Podcast, where we discuss our journey through humanhood. Now, here are your guides, Allie Michelson and Yoga Spice. Welcome to episode nine, and today we are talking about connection and our apparent lack of connection, at least in person right now. So tell me what you think about connection and the lack of it. Okay, so I was reading an article one time where a newspaper reporter, I believe it was, was asking the Dalai Lama, sorry, not the Dalai Lama, the Pope, what his definition of heaven and hell were. And he said, quote, heaven is feeling connected. Hell is feeling disconnected. And how does that happen? When we feel connected, we feel understood whether it's by ourselves, by another human, or by the big oneness, the God, the universe, whatever name we need to put on that. When we feel disconnected, when we feel unheard, unvalidated, not worthy, then it's hell. It, it, it's isolation. And in our primitive reptilian brain, it's immediate. There's yeah. a lot of isolation right now, there is. which is probably why there's so much anxiety. Well, that's not the only reason, but mm-hmm. there is a lot of anxiety right now, and our lack of connection is not helping. But here is what I have been thinking about. I wonder if connection is less about us seeing people face-to-face and more about our thoughts about our relationship with somebody. Absolutely. One of the things that humans have evolved to is in-person understanding, meaning nonverbal communication. And I think that that is what uh, the evolution has brought to us. We can't see people's, uh, the way they turn their head or if they're having eye contact with us or how they're standing or how they're receiving what we're saying. You know, the best way to have a miscommunication is to text it. <laughs> this is true, body language. Body does language, matter a lot. It does because it speaks volumes. But maybe that's less about connection, more about communication. What's the difference? Well, I think that connection is more about what we feel when we think about somebody and our relationship with them. So I can yes. feel incredibly connected to you just by thinking about you. Or even sometimes I've heard you say you've had a dream about somebody mm-hmm. and you wake up and you feel incredibly connected to them. Yes. But you didn't actually even see them or talk mm-hmm. to them, but you still felt connection because of what you're thinking about them, right? Absolutely. And I think that is one way. Okay. That I think that that is a very pivotal way to understand how souls speak to one another without the human. But we are human and we have evolved to almost require interaction, touch, is known to be a healer. Uh, think about babies when they're born. They hire people to hold babies and, and rock them when their parents can't be there, right? When we go and see an elderly person, one of the things that will bring them to their death the, the soonest is when they have no connection with their family or they think they have no connection. No one comes to see them, no one comes to visit them. The other level, and obviously I'm speaking from very personal experience, is energy, okay? So most humans can receive and give energy when we're together. The brain has not evolved far enough or the soul has not evolved far enough to be able to perceive energy from a distance. I think that's the big crevasse. Hmm. So... 
right now we are all facing a lack of human interaction, at least in person. And I think what I'm trying to explore here is that we can still be incredibly connected with somebody, even though we are not face to face with them. Yes. So this is almost pushing our evolution towards that secondary way of connecting out of the person to person into the more energetic experience of connection. And I think that if, if you really spend some time exploring this, you don't even necessarily need another person on the end of the line, so to say. Sure. So I can still be incredibly connected to you even when you go on trail and I don't hear from you for a week mm-hmm. because of all of our past experience and our conversations and the way you live on in my memory. Mm-hmm. And you come out of the trail then and I don't feel like our connection has been disrupted at all. We've done this. Exactly. Because... It still was alive in my mind. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think what I just wanted to do today was to give people a little bit. I think more than anything right now, what we need is hope. Yes. We don't necessarily need platitudes or, um, you know, optimism is great, but I think more than anything, we need hope. Yeah. And my offering of hope today is that even when you don't get to see your loved ones and hug them and see them face to face, or maybe it's through a window and that's the best you can do. I think we can still be incredibly connected. Yes. And this is forcing that. It is. It is. And are you then suggesting um, calling someone or just thinking about someone? Well, obviously, if you can call someone, I would... Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no reason not to, right? But if for some reason you can't, like let's say they're serving overseas or they don't have a way, if you're on the trail and you don't have a way of contacting me, or let's just say you're plain busy and don't have time to talk, we can still be incredibly connected Mm -hmm. just by thinking about that person, about things that made us laugh about them. I mean, what is it we truly want out of a connection? Do we do we want to feel validated and loved? Is that what the whole purpose of a connection is? Because if that's the case, we can give that to ourselves. Right, inner work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe there's two different levels here. Maybe we are on the human level looking for the validation and the worthiness and the external love from another human. If we go to the metaphys- metaphysical route, the energetic route, we're all one. And I believe whatever soul is in us is seeking the soul in another person. It's the human that gets in the way. (laughs) Yeah. The human is the divider. And I think that's sort of a little segue here. You asked me the other day, we were talking about why you would want to do something. And I told you that I am very selfish and I will only ever do anything if it serves me, right? And it sounds so selfish, but if you really think about it, Um, only the, I feel like the most enlightened beings are ever capable of serving outside themselves without a selfish interest because they see the other as self. Yes. Right. So I am, I'm, I'm completely aware of the fact that I am not an enlightened being and I am doing everything (laughs) because it benefits me. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I don't even, okay, that's not true. I will donate to Goodwill and to charities if I just want stuff out of my house, but see, it benefited me. Yep. I was about to go there. I wanted to get out of my house. (laughs) You talked your way into it. I just almost, I was almost there. So close. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I am selfish. I do nothing without getting something in return. That's all right. <laughs> that is uh, 100% okay because you are God. You are the one. You are the universe. So no matter what you do, whether you deem it as selfish or not selfish, 
you're still serving the oneness, the bigness. This is a very interesting point you bring up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So connection is really about, I think, rediscovering self. It's not even about something with somebody else. It's, it's, it's coming into your own realization of your own self. And where you come into play in the universe. It, it, connection, if you have that deepest, most beautiful connection with yourself, you're completely open, which means that you can perceive energy from other beings, meaning you are never lost from them. She's thinking. I am thinking. I think this takes an interesting twist away from where I was thinking we were going, and I love it when that happens, because really what you're saying then is we are never alone. Ever. Even when we think we're the most alone. That's the brain, not the soul. Do you feel more connected when you're on the trail by yourself or when you're in front of somebody? That's an interesting question. In a coffee shop. Okay, that's an interesting question. Do I feel more connected with myself? I feel much more connected when I'm on trail because there's less human distraction. Mm. But individually, I feel more connected with the human when I'm in person in a coffee shop. More so, I feel the most connected with myself, another person, and the universe when I'm touching someone. I think touch gets in the way for me. Sure. Sure, I could see why. I could see why. For me, it's different. It opens up a completely different portal, and it reminds me that I am that person, that person is me, and we are part of the one. It's namaste. It's, it's, we're never, ever separated. Now, I can be on trail, completely isolated from other humans for days and days and days, and come into a place of total understanding of myself, which is the universe. And then I come into play with other humans on, you know, in a town, and be distracted and <laughs> fall to pieces. Mm-hmm. But if I find one person in town that I feel extremely magnetic with, it changes my perception again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm still trying to ascend or evolve or, or whatever, so I don't know the answer. <laughs> well, what would be your advice to somebody who, because there are many people right now who are stuck at home alone. Yes. And I have a lot of empathy for that because I like being alone, but not all the time. By choice, you want to be alone. Yep. After a while, it gets lonely. It does. (laughs) For lack of a better word. What's your advice to these people who could use some connection right now? Mm. So many different things. Firstly, if you're tired of being with yourself, and let's face it, we do get tired of being with ourselves, reach out to someone who also might be tired of being with themselves. I read something recently that said, um, we're all in this together, but we're completely different. Everybody's having a different experience with it. But if you know another person who is by themselves, reach out to that person. Go for a coffee date, and that is in quotes, where you sit in your cars with your windows cracked and drink coffee and talk through the windows. That will help. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't you send me a website where you could stare at a stranger? 
mm-hmm. on a webcam. I yes. was never brave enough to open it up. Do you happen to remember the name of it? So you can go to the, it's called Zach and Pancakes or Pancakes and Zach on Facebook. And you can get hooked up with them and they send out something every Friday about funny little pancake cartoons. Uh, and when you receive the email, you can scroll down on it and it says something to brighten your day. And when you click on it, it's um, you can choose people just, just to, to be with, to sit with. I, I think it's amazing. It's like hospice for people who aren't dying. That's amazing. <laughs> so, what a great idea. I think it's an amazing idea. Um, here's something else. If you're feeling incredibly alone, and I have done this and it seems a little cheesy, but it does work. You can sit in front of the mirror and examine yourself. Look in your own eyes and say, what's in there? I mean, don't give yourself a pep talk. That's bullshit in my opinion. But hey, hey, who's in there? What does she or he want? Oh, okay. And then just have a conversation with yourself. That's interesting. I've never tried that. Have you done it? it? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I've never tried that. I've done the thing where you sit in front of another person and you stare at them. And for the first seven minutes it's really awkward and it's only like, four God, minutes long. i know well the whole time then i am feeling awkward and want to get out of there but but then after a little bit you sort of relax into it and it it's and that to me is the only time i've ever felt truly like i'm staring into my own self yes and that was a strange moment yes yeah it is kind of cool though because you lose the the human dissolves and you just you're just being i feel really vibrant right now. (laughs) Mm. Have you ever noticed when you talk with somebody that some people are really good at holding eye contact and other people have to, most of us are socially acclimatized. Yes. What a great word. Acclimated? Acclimatized? I like the first one. It's great. Um, Most of us will look away or, you know, around Mm -hmm. as we talk with someone just because it's a little intense to stare at them the entire time. Sure. Um, but it's really interesting to watch there. I've noticed, and I wonder if this has something to do with the autism spectrum. Some people are better, because I think we're all on the spectrum of some uh, <laughs> mental <somehow>. disorder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I think, you know, like the autism spectrum goes from like 0.01 to like, let's call it one. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's like a million integers in between there. And so we're all on there somewhere, right? So we all have our inabilities to connect or yeah. our abilities to connect yes. on yeah. that spectrum somehow. Yeah. And I think that it's really interesting to see how good some people are at eye contact, how some people hold eye contact way too, contract, contact way too Same long thing. and mm-hmm. make you feel uncomfortable. Yes. And other people can't hold eye contact at all. I just think mm-hmm. that's so interesting. And I wonder if that has more to do with our ability to connect with ourselves. Mm-hmm. It is. As well. Mm-hmm. It's a vulnerability, and if you're not comfortable with yourself, then you don't want other people making that connection. The windows are the eyes to the soul. We see everything through, the humans see everything through the eyes. The eyes are incredibly important. So when Mm. uh, someone can't hold that, it's um, either they're lying, Mm. (laughs) they're being deceitful, deceitful, um, or they just don't have the ability to be vulnerable. Have you noticed wearing our masks that you feel like hidden and it's fantastic? Yes, I, I, I mentioned I, that to you. I kind of love it. Yeah, when yeah, I had my I walked bandana. around all day yesterday wearing my mask, feeling uh-huh. like Superwoman because yeah. like no one could hurt me. Okay, here's <laughs> here's what I found the other day though. I am an instant smiler at people. And I it, like, and they can't see me smiling. 
a little bit your eyes crinkle a they little do, bit but people wouldn't necessarily know that right. I was that I was pleased with so you them. know what I did was I wrote a great big huge smile on my mask you did I totally did ah! <laughs> what ridiculous. a great idea <laughs> yes. and you know what that's making another connection that is being that is saying I can't show you with my I'm face I'm smiling no matter what and I'm, I'm accepting of you I want you to feel good that's a yeah. connection yeah so yeah go, uh, another option if you're not immunocompromised well done <laughs> you got it um go to the store hmm Put your mask on, put your gloves on, be as um, COVID aware as you need to be and go to the store, watch other humans. Just just be with people's energy, just do it. Another thing is go adapt, adopt an animal. Mm. If you have the ability- Not buy a new puppy, adopt an animal from a- I saw a news article recently about a shelter that for the first time in the history of its presence, adopted out all of their animals. Yeah, that's amazing. So people are yeah. taking animals in right now, I which love is it. wonderful. I do love it. I hope that it continues, and I hope that, um, uh, yeah, that it continues. So if you have the financial ability and you have the continued ability. Not just for the next three months. Nope. Mm-hmm. If you are making a commitment to an animal that you're going to keep it until it expires or you expire, uh, so get get an animal. Animals are free loving. They, especially dogs, cats are assholes. But if you like cats, go get a cat. Mm. Um, iguana, I don't care. Here's a good question mm. for you. What if you were able to unconditionally love yourself as much as your animal loves you? I believe that dogs are the highest enlightened beings. And I don't know in my experience that that will happen with a human yet. Unless you yourself. Oh, you mean even to even with yourself? Is yeah, what you're saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that dogs have uh, lived all their lives and have uh, gone up all the levels, and they came back as dogs because they're just like play, and I love you. Yeah. See, but then I read that really depressing thing that says once you're done, you start over, and I'm just not digging that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> I want to be a dog. Let's reject that and okay. just be dogs. <laughs> I want to be a dog. Okay. <laughs> I want to be my dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's, that's, you know, that's another thing. You can uh, adopt a pet. And really that has helped a lot of people. Um, I saw someone recently who had adopted an animal about a year ago and was incredibly grateful mm-hmm. that that had gone down before this because this person lives alone, mm-hmm. uh, works alone, and has self-isolated. And that's the only thing that's kept this person going. You know, I got to say, through all of this, I still love the idea that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Everything happens exactly as it's supposed to happen. And I'm sorry to say, but I even think that includes illness and death. Yes. I think we all die, like I said earlier, right on time. Mm-hmm. It's never a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's never too soon. It's exactly when it's supposed to happen. And everything that's happening right now, even though it may suck as much as things could possibly suck, are all supposed to be exactly as they are. So I was supposed to go back to work yes. exactly when I did. Yep. I am supposed to be having this experience exactly as I am. Yes. And if I get sick and die, it is exactly when it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. It was never supposed to be any other way. And I find a yep. whole lot of comfort in that. Well, I think because you have an evolved thought pattern around it, that it's easier for you to accept. And that's amazing that you're putting this out, that, that this is something that it's an, another view of how things are going down. Uh, the issue or challenge comes when there's resistance and wanting what was in the past that is no longer. Mm-hmm. The inability to let go 
and the inability to let in whatever is happening. So we can look back a month and a half ago and I can assure you 128,000% that it's never fucking coming back. Mm -hmm. The easier it is for you to let that go, the easier it is for you to accept that everything that's going down, predetermined. It's, it's, it's going down, like you say, exactly as it should. If you are able to go with that flow, your connection to the universe is solidified. You're like, okay, that's trait, that's faith, that's trust, that's connection, that's, there's no barriers. So what that allows then is a life of peace and joy and freedom and choice, which is freedom. So basically freedom. (laughs) It's a life of feeling better. Yeah. Okay, to recap, because I think that was a beautiful note to end on. If you're feeling alone right now, hey, you're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of us are feeling alone and that's totally the human experience. This is what we're here to learn and to evolve through. This is what we came to experience, at least part of it. And there is hope because we're all in this together. We're all here to help each other through it. There are ways for you to mitigate that feeling of loneliness. Mm -hmm. Separation. Through, um, you know, going outside, seeing people, seeing animals, Mm -hmm. picking up the phone, you know, knowing that nothing is permanent inevitably things will change again for the better or for worse in a month two months three months the whole world may look different hey in three months we may look back and be like oh remember the covid days that was great yeah i I sure missed that bread (laughs) i had so much time at home by myself oh that was nice yeah Yeah. so we need to just always have that gratitude for the moment that we're in gratitizing Mm -hmm. it could be worse (laughs) It could be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that understanding that we are all connected underneath, it's the, if we can put aside the human experience for two seconds, we will feel genuinely connected with all beings. And then there's no sadness. There's no sorrow. We're part of one. And that is where we will finish for today. Thank you for listening. I will plan on being back here next week with Spice, and then there may be a little blip of time where I'm here by myself when she's on the trail, but my promise is to get you to her or her to you as often as humanly possible. Yes. (laughs) Understanding that we're all still going to be together. Correct. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye.